Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. Let us have a real conversation. Ephesians 5 verses 22 to 24 says, Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church, his body, of which he is the Savior. Now, as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Where should we begin as we talk about a touchy subject? The Bible says that the Bible is a lamp for the feet of the child of God and a light to his or her path. That is pretty clear. Therefore, whenever the child of God reads the Bible, it should not create confusion, but should bring you into a place of peace of mind, knowing that God's word leads you into victory. I want to set this out there before we jump in. The first line of our text is a huge pill to swallow, so big that it will choke you. To tell a single woman who is free that when you get married, my sister, you will have to submit to your husband is not a nice statement to hear. The elephant in the room is the definition of the word submit. But God's word is a lamp to her feet and a light to her path. God's word leads her into victory, not subjugation and servitude. So let us take the time to understand the light in this passage for wives. Wife, in order to understand the line, wives submit to your own husbands, let us go to the end of this passage, which says, Now as a church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Christ came into the world to save sinners, and that huge blessing called salvation brings every person who is born again into this entity called the church. The church therefore belongs to Christ. In fact, Christ calls himself the bridegroom and the church is his bride. When we look at that relationship between Christ and the church, we are looking at something beautiful. The relationship starts at a place of love. Christ loved the church long before there was a church. Let us say it another way. Christ loved every person who is born again long before we were born again when we were still in our sin. That love made him see possibility. If I die for those people and they accept me as their savior, I would redeem them and enter into a relationship with them. First things first, get the individual to buy into the truth that I love them so much that I gave up my life for them. The individual believes that Christ's love is authentic. The individual believes that Christ can give them eternal life and save them from an eternity in hell. And that person is saved. That person is now a member of the church. You have become a member of the church because your sins are forgiven. You are cleansed by the blood and you've entered into a covenant with Christ, a covenant of promise. What is that promise? The promise of abundant life protection, provision, possessions, progress. <laughs> the reality is that it moves from just being a promise on paper to reality. The members of the church have come into this amazing world in which each person realizes that this love that Jesus has for them is super, super grand. In fact, when the child of God sins or slips up ever so often, Christ forgives if you for, if you confess, and things are back to being great again. Let me drop something in here. The church lives in a world where it is always attacked by Satan and his demons. 
Christ says to the church, be aware of this ongoing battle, but don't be discouraged because my spirit is in you and he is more powerful than Satan. You are assured that although there will be hard times, you are already a winner guaranteed. So what does the church do? What do you do as a child of God? The church submits. The church submits to a Christ who loves with an everlasting love. The church grows to appreciate Christ, grows to understand Christ, grows to willingly submit to Christ because the church is submitting to a loving Christ. That love is dynamic. That love is forgiving. That love is precious. That love is real. That love makes it easy to submit to the Christ who loves me. That submission is fleshed out in some amazing things like worship, praise, adoration, giving my best to Jesus, telling others about Jesus, dismissing any argument for sat- from Satan. Nothing he can do to take me away from my God. My God. Remember that line from Sister Act? Wife, are you still with me? I want us to honestly talk about times when it seems as if Christ has abandoned you. When Prayers are not being answered. When you seem to be struggling in life and there is no way out, you pray for healing, but no healing comes. Those times make it so easy to think that I should not submit to Christ. But Holy Spirit comes along and he reminds you that Jesus has not changed. He never stopped loving you, that you will get through this valley experience and you will come into that place where the table is spread before you for all the world to see that you are still God's favorite. This version This interpretation, this definition of submission is not just possible, but it is desirable. The church thrives on submitting to Christ. The longer the relationship with Christ lasts, the greater the submission to a loving Christ. Hear me well, wives. This is exactly what Jesus wants for you as a wife, for you to be married to a husband who is like Christ, full of love for you, lavishes you with love, surrounds you with love. Now go back to the first line of our text. Wives, submit yourself to your husband. Do you now see that submission, after all, is not a call to servitude and despair, but a call to real living, to an exciting marriage? Wives, I say this to you, you deserve nothing less and you're called on to give nothing less.